What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. Listen, I'm not going to take up all your time. I know you're here for one reason, and that's to hear the actual interview. So I just wanted to take a second, if you can just bear with me for just one second, because I want to say thank you. No, 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 no. Seriously, that's it. I just wanted to say thanks. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's going in your ear holes. I'm talking to you. I'm whispering it right now in your ears. Thank you. If you're watching me right now, I'm pointing right at you. Thank you so much. Seriously, this thing has grown further than I could have ever expected. This is really, really cool. I'm grateful for you guys, especially if you've been here from the beginning. You know, it just started out as some little dinky podcast covering the National Wrestling Alliance on their resurgence. You guys have made it so much more. And that's sort of what I wanted to talk to you about. First, A, I'm not going to beg, plead, or anything, but if you haven't already, youtube.com, the NWA pod, you got to hit subscribe got to give us a like on this video. Please do it. If you haven't already done it, just go ahead and hit it right now. It takes like one second. And you make a world of difference when you do it. Same with the podcast, by the way. If you can, give us a five-star review. That helps us out a whole lot and get in front of more people. And, uh, and again, like I said, I'm not begging. I'm just saying, if you like what we do, you make a fat boy's dream come true. It's, it's a big deal. So anyway, thanks for just listening. But if you can, share it with some folks too. That'd be awesome. All right, so the main reason I'm talking to you right now is I wanted to kind of explain to you what's going on right here. Uh, if you're hearing this, this is the first interview with a non-NWA wrestler personality, I think, that I've had. There's just a straight-up interview that I'm presenting as such, besides like Dave LaGreca, who you know and love from Busted Open Radio. So this is what I kind of wanted to talk to you about today. Like, right, I, I'm trying to think about the best way to present this. So as you've seen, the NWA has been on hiatus. You've seen us produce a lot of new programming, right? Like there's news, we cover AEW, WWE, all of that stuff. We're expanding our horizons and we hope you guys are down. Maybe you don't like everything, maybe you do, but if you do, thank you. And if you don't, skip the stuff you don't like. We're still going to go back to history of wrestling and, and NWA-focused stuff because that's our baby. But, but... We're hoping to maybe open your eyes to some new stuff out there. I love interviewing, and not to sound braggadocious, but some of you have said you love hearing me interview people. So I'm trying to get back into that. And part of that process, what makes this exciting, is not just interviewing NWA folks, although always grateful to those people. It's also meeting people that like wrestling, other people outside of the wrestling business that are prominent that might be into wrestling, bringing attention to them, uh, other wrestlers, independent wrestlers, that sort of thing. You've seen me do a little bit of that stuff with the Circle Square, but today is a little bit even more different uh, than that. Today I'm talking to comedian and actor Jeff Die. Now, Jeff is awesome. Jeff's a cool, sweet guy. He's, he's, he's great. And we had a mutual connection, got through, got to talk to him, and it was really cool. And you'll see why, because Jeff is not only a funny dude, he's also a very smart guy, and he's also a big fan of professional wrestling, and I thought he'd be fun to talk to. You have seen Jeff on shows uh, like Last Comic Standing. You've seen him on Comedy Central, ESPN, Spike TV, all of the stuff. He's in a Dirk's Bentley music video, for God's sake. He's in the show Better Late Than Never. He is all over the place. You've got to check him out if you haven't. Just go to his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jeff Die. That's D-Y-E. That guy, 
he's everywhere and he's great. He has his own podcast too, and it's well worth listening to. He's a funny guy. But I say all that to say this, this conversation goes all over the spectrum of things. Like, I mean, we're talking about Star Wars and acting and wrestling and everything. And, and you'll hear Jeff's, Jeff's stories. It, it balances out though, because Jeff has interactions with folks inside of the wrestling business. He knows a lot of them. He's had relationships with some of them, as you'll you'll hear us talk about. So I just wanted to give you a heads up on what this is. I think this is an exciting opportunity for us to expand even further. And, and we are so grateful, so grateful to Jeff Dye for doing this. Thank you so much, man. And uh, I'm not going to talk anymore. I just wanted to let you know who I am. I am at This Is Gary Horn on all the social media stuff. The show is at The NWA Pod everywhere that you can listen or see things. And uh, my buddy, by the way, I shouldn't mention, is Todd Davis, who joined today. He's an amateur comedian and writer, and uh, he was excited to meet Jeff Dye as well, so we had brought him on the show just to uh, let him join in the fun. And uh, you can find Todd, if you like him, at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the social medias as well. All right, enough rambling from me. Thank you guys again. Please enjoy this interview with Mr. Jeff Dye. All right, so we are officially recording. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We are uh, sitting here with uh, with Jeff Dye. Thank you so much for doing this, Jeff. We we appreciate you. Too. Thanks for having me. I always get a little nervous when it's something about wrestling because the internet. Like, here's the thing. I love wrestling more than anything in the world. It's like one of my favorite. I, I could talk about wrestling. It, I always tell people if you want to, if you buy me a beer and we can talk wrestling and comedy. And, uh, and mascots and baseball, I'll sit there for the rest of my life, you know. Um, however, I get nervous when it's a wrestling thing because of uh, wrestling fans are, are, we're garbage, you know, we're gar there's a lot of garbage <laughs> wrestling fans. It's, it's, it's sad, but true. There, there really are. It's, uh, it, there is no more toxic environment. Like, I, I'm a huge horror movie fan, right? So, like, I, I, I do another show about just strictly like movies and stuff. And I found that like horror movie fans are generally like the nicest group of fans. It's like, uh, they, yeah. they're just like, Oh man, you tried to make a horror movie and it could be like, you did it for 40 bucks with like your like home video camera <laughs> and it's still on VHS. And they're like, fuck yeah, dude, you did it. All right. This is great. Yeah. Great work. But it's like wrestling and star Wars they will like eat you alive. Like, they, they it's just, insane. It's I, I they're like yeah they're like they're too passionate for their own good, and then they also they're all like uh, you know smart people can be very elitist, and I think that like uh, I think like Star Wars fans are very smart. They're very like intelligent people, so they just like lose their shit. I had Freddie Prince on my podcast. I don't know if you ever saw that he does like a Star Wars rant like on my podcast. I, I did. And they I must have put that. it on like. Yeah, that must have been on a million websites. No one had any idea that it was on my podcast. I have like four views on my podcast, but like Jeff, I'm going to be honest. With you. I hope it's not anyways, a if I didn't realize until right now that it was your podcast. Oh, that's all right. But how <laughs> great was that? Like Freddie just goes, 
bonkers. Like he just lost his mind. I'll tell you what's bothering me about Star Wars. I know this isn't a Star Wars podcast, but as a comedian, to to see Bill Burr on The Mandalorian drove me insane. I I hated it. I hated it so much. What? Yeah, because Bill Burr makes fun of people like us. He's like his yeah. whole life. He's been like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to that nerd shit. You know, I don't do all that. And now I'm watching <laughs> my favorite comedian uh, in comedy on my Star Wars. And they didn't give him like a hairy face. No. They didn't put him in a helmet. They didn't hide him in some like uh, costume. It's just all these cool characters we're learning on that episode. And then a bald, white, Massachusetts comedian who, and he didn't change his voice. He's just like, oh, they crashed the ship. Why? I bet it was a woman driving. You know, it's like, why, is, why is Bill Burr in my Star Wars? That's a, Very much. That's a really solid Burr impression, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I, I was just like, I, I love Bill Burr and I love Star Wars, but I don't need Bill Burr in my Star Wars. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any other time that's happened. Because uh, it feels like the Star Wars universe is so broad. Like that, that feels like something like that should have happened to the closest thing I can think of is just like Harrison Ford was always just Harrison Ford. Just uh, he started out on Star Wars. <laughs> like it's accepted. It felt like this. It felt like this. Star Wars Christmas special to me, where they were just kind of like, uh, hey, and then now we'll do a, a singing part where there's a famous black female artist. I don't even remember her name. It was like, she was very popular, I think, during that time. And they just had her, uh, they just had a performance from her. For no, it just cuts to a lady who sings real good. She's kind of got like a Mad Max kind of uh, Tina Turner look right. to her. So they're trying to make her futuristic, which means they wrap her in like foil or whatever. Uh, it, was, it was weird. Oh man, you got me. You got me curious now. Uh, but all right, I'm, I'm pulling it up too. I was going to say you can look. By the way, Todd's I've here. Uh, before. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't introduce Todd. And I feel like I, I. feel like I owe it to him. Todd Davis is here. He's my friend. He's a an aspiring. Comedian. Hey everybody, how's it going? This, this is strictly for the weird level because he has like some kind of weird obsession with you, Jeff. So uh, he. he just- hey, I love it. I love it. That makes me happy. I need. Need more. I have over forty fans, and I so I'm not. I'm in no business to be. Picking. I have watched. I have watched so many of your videos on the toilet. Thank it's, you. It's it's been really. I'm great. honored. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, you, uh, wait. So you're are you at work or is that your house? Because those uh, books back there. Yeah, this is actually the uh, conference room okay. in at our law at our law firm. It's also the law library. I was say, my so book books over here. collection is like all like you know, paperbacks and like books with like a dog who's friends with a, a bird, you know, those like unlikely friendship books. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like toilet books. And then someone bought me like a Finn Balor, like the real rules to WWE. But those are like, that's like literature behind it. Yeah. It's like real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the real, it's the real yeah. deal. We do, uh, there's like, there's actually, we're in the historic district. Um, and uh, there's like three firms in this old home. And this is, perfect for the wrestling podcast um but yeah it's i asked but it's but it's cool i mean i actually have my own office yeah it's just just the internet shitty yeah well when i saw that i was like oh god what are we going to talk to the smartest guy in the world here with all those stupid books these are just barely for vision (laughs) it's it's just barely i love it all right Boys, well, let's talk wrestling. What do you want to? What do you want to dive into? What's what's? What are your listeners like? They like? Do they do it like what's going on this week, 
Or is oh, it just man. like, a, we, what is we do, it? We do twice a week live. We do like regular just interviews with people and that sort of thing. It's, it's like pretty loose on everything. And I was going to say, don't even worry about being a smart. Somehow I stumbled into it. That my, my co-hosts on the live show, neither of which are here now, but uh, one of them is literally a doctor. And uh, it's, it's Dr. Uh, Rob Stinson, and he is like a PhD, and he is like the smartest guy you ever talk to. And he loves, loves wrestling. And uh, uh, well, that makes me happy. Yeah, he constantly like tries to build it up about how it's actually high art and all of this stuff. And we're also kind of like, well, we're glad you love it, but sure, okay. And uh, yeah, well, I think it's like it's definitely like it it's drama you know and it's a theater and it's and it's physically challenged i just think that it's not the most sophisticated art i disagree with them i think it's like very low in sophistication but that's why it's awesome like that's what i like about it is that like it's just super cool like that way pro wrestling does heel turns now like a, a heel turn used to be like a thing you really worked up to if it even ever happened like right. a lot of the old wrestlers they stayed a heel their whole career yeah. ted dibiazzi never went baby face nowadays they will switch a guy from heel to baby face every goddamn month and then they wonder why we're not surprised yeah you're like well you do this every time it's like <laughs> just because it worked for becky lynch doesn't mean you're gonna do it with the yes guy and we're all supposed to go ha 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 he's not doing yes anymore and then jump to 30 days later because it didn't immediately pop everyone's like, he's now the yes guy again it's like what's happening <laughs> yeah it's kind of well, weird yeah i mean um, it, well go ahead todd sorry well i was just gonna say like to piggyback on that it's it's one of those it doesn't take a lot of brain power to understand good guy, bad guy. Right. Like, that, that's it. And it's, there's, there's a beauty in that simplicity. Absolutely. And it's also like, I think maybe, and this is, a, this is me shooting a little bit here, but maybe once Vince McMahon isn't in total control of the writing, it'll become a little more sophisticated. I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's where a lot of people land right now, unfortunately. And like you know, all due respect to Vince McMahon and everything he's yeah, accomplished. We love him, but 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 yeah, yeah it's uh, it's kind of weird. So so what do you uh, like as far as? I know you're a big sports guy. I was uh, reading a lot about you, and I mean you you've obviously you're you're into baseball. You mentioned that I think at the top of the thing. Um, yeah. Like like have you always just been into sports? Like, just in general, is it, like, like what are your favorites and that sort of thing? I'm a man who lives by a, a strange code, you know? So I, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I grew up with, like, all women house, you know? It's, like, my sisters and my mom. And so I learned all that girl shit from them, you know? Like, I was very in touch with, the, like, girl stuff. But because of that, I was very obsessed, and these are, like, stereotypical, but... I was very, became very obsessed with guy stuff, like stereotypically guy stuff. I was drawn to like, oh, a sport, that's a boy thing. And oh, wrestling, that's like a boy thing. And so I was, you know, I was wanted like, I like guns and toy gun, well, toy guns at the time. Now I like real guns. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like, and then wrestling seemed so cool because they were all like big and strong and jacked and like they beat the shit out of each other, which I liked. And, um, and baseball and football and basketball, those are like, that's, you know, I didn't see any girls in the league, you know, that was, that was like a guy thing. And so I kind of just liked it and was drawn to any of those, uh, those type of things. I think wrestling for me actually started with these Hasbro toys. Uh, I was very young and I, I went to a friend's house and he had these toys and they looked so cool. They looked like my He-Mans. Uh, and I was like, man, these guys are like all ripped. And he was like, yeah, they're real. They're real guys, you know, there's a show. 
And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's a show. And then he put the show on and I was like, oh, so I'm like holding a Hulk Hogan while I'm watching Hulk Hogan. And so that started kind of like a weird obsession. I love action figures. And I'm, I, that's, that was the inception of me loving pro wrestling. That's cool, nice. man. Um, I, I, I actually I came sim- to wrestling through, uh, I actually came to wrestling through Gary. He was the, really. I, I came, yeah, I came a very religious background and my parents were like, can't go to the theater. Um, uh, you know, any, like they wouldn't let me watch Casper the friendly ghost. If that oh. kind of, if that kind of gives you an overall yeah. uh, perspective of my upbringing. So by the time I met Gary, when I was, late teens, early 20s, he was like, hey, man, I'm having, having everybody over to the house to watch, um, it might have been WrestleMania. Yeah. I was just like, okay, we'll hang out with everybody. There's going to be food, whatever. <laughs> and, I th- and I think it was John Cena, uh, yeah, to show you how late I am to the game, John Cena versus JBL for the USA title. Oh, wow. And um, after that, it was pretty awesome. And my my wife and I, our first date was actually supposed to be a WWE house show here in, here in Greenville. And she stood me up. You're kidding. So I'm, she stood me up. She didn't know about what fair, that's not the best first date. was all about. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> it's an amazing it's, first date. It's an amazing first date because even if she hates it, you're going to have so much to talk yeah, about. And, like, and, and also yeah. it, it shows that you're uh, I'm a firm believer in like, when I was 10, it, it's easy to pick on things you think are stupid, you know? Like, ah, cheerleading, that's for fucking chicks or whatever. Or like magic cards, what are you, some sort of loser? Right. Star Wars, what a nerd. But after about age like 12, I've just became in love with everything. And I was yeah. like, why am I judging these things? Oh, yeah. All these things are fantastic. Yeah. And they're little communities of people who want to be my friend. Magic cards rule. Fucking wrestling rules. If you want to be a cheerleader, go do it, Josh. You just, you know, who cares? You know, just love all the things because it's way more fun life. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Life's life's too life's too short to hate a pop culture thing. Yeah, and so I, if she invites you, like, or like if if she, you know, uh, goes to that and then sees that you like it, and now she's forming an opinion about you, that's your opportunity to be like, no, maybe something's wrong with you for thinking this is stupid. Now, flash forward a couple of years later, they did a TV taping here in Greenville, and she had the sign oh, nice. wearing the T-shirt. Yeah, she was all she was I all about that. it. <laughs> I I really like the idea that you you came up in this. Uh, female-led household i thought that was kind of interesting you were talking about that because that's like literally exactly what i went through like i was raised like uh my dad and mom got divorced my dad was gone and then i was like living with my mom and my grandma and uh and so i did the exact same thing like i latched on to all of these things like i was like seeing other dudes playing catch or something you know and i was like i gotta learn yeah. about baseball so i could be like a baseball yeah and like all of this stuff so it was kind of interesting i remember having a breakdown one time at my house being like can we just get some fucking shampoo i don't need it to smell like apples and i don't need full body (laughs) you know natural highlights like can i just i just want to wash my hair (laughs) so yeah uh, (laughs) what just get a bar of soap something the men on tv use you know can i have some of that yeah come on man 
but uh, anyway, so, so that's, that's interesting. So yeah, like around that time, uh, for me, it was the Braves and wrestling. Like I, I, I was huge into to the Atlanta Braves. It was like you're you like know, Ted Turner. He loves the Braves and wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except you know, far less money. Uh, but uh, you know, but it, but it builds you up because I mean, it, it set me up my whole life because as a wrestling nerd and as a Braves fan, I was just set for disappointment for for. <laughs> for <laughs> well, I mean, guess it was like every year it was like that's the, the, I guess that's the beauty of wrestling. At least like everyone gets the strap. <laughs> like I mean, like every wrestler. I mean. It's insane. The only rule to like be in the WWE Hall of Fame is like, uh, don't kill your wife and son. Like, I mean, I think that's the only rule. And there's still like 90% yeah. wrestling fans are like, come on, put Benoit in. Like, I mean, like, it's insane. The same thing. There's still like a it's debate. <laughs> <laughs> Our president is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Do you realize how insane this is? Yeah, just fantastic. Anybody can make it. Totally, I totally forgot about. I totally forgot about all of that until you just yeah. said it. And oh then, like, there's going to be certain wrestlers, like Roman Reigns, when he, if he ever retires, which really retires, they just kind of die. Uh, he, he's 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 going to literally. They'll be like, he was the 95 time champion. Uh, 20 of them intercontinental and 75 of them universal. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. It's the, so you'll always get to see your guy win. I feel like. Yeah. So when absolutely. you were growing up at, in like Seattle, was it, was it like WWF is like what you were into when you were growing up? Yeah. I only watched WCW and WWF and, uh, I was a perfect age for each era. So when I was young, like when I was like first got into it, I think I was like six. Um, it was you know, a wrestle or sorry, an Indian versus a clown versus a cop versus a sergeant. And, right. and so it was, it was very perfect for a six year old. It was very easy to understand. I was like, okay, you know, the guy with the American flag who goes, Oh, is the good guy. And then he's going to fight the iron Sheik, Who's the bad guy. Cause he's not from America. Right. And so I, I got it, you know, like it was very easy. But then as I started getting older, like the, the company perfectly aged with me by the time I was in ninth grade, that's the attitude era where right. they're like doing suck it and flipping each other off. Yeah. And there's like a bald guy who drinks right. cheap beer and doesn't give a fuck. And so that <laughs> it was perfect for me. Like, you know, like it was perfectly aged uh, with me. Um, but I never watched like the indie stuff. I didn't even know it existed. I had a black box, um, one of those scramblers cause we grew up poor and, um, and it had ECW and nice. I was so into ECW cause it was, it just, I was like, they're doing real wrestling. Yeah. And I would, and actually I was kind of a, I, I've always been, um, I'm good at exaggerating while maintaining honesty as an adult, but <laughs> At that age, I was just a fucking liar, you know? So I would, like, go to school, and I'd be like, last night on ECW, Stabu, like, hit a guy in the face so hard, and they think he might be dead. And it's like, that's not true at all. I just watched him use a pool cue. And, you know, like, I was just like, I wanted everyone to go, like, no, wrestling's real if it's yeah. ECW. And and so, um, yeah, that was all the wrestling I watched. And even to this day, I still haven't watched AEW yet because – um it's just been foreign for me to watch a new thing that's all but everyone i know says it's awesome yeah, I, yeah. I, I, i'm not i'm not super like obviously we got under this track of the nwa and, and i was gonna say it's funny you know you talked about the examples you gave and who'd have thought nowadays uh iron Sheik was always the bad guy but he has the best twitter account right so oh yeah he is he's amazing <laughs> but uh but well, yeah, also we, i always kind of like bad guys I've always kind of like bad guys. I think they're yeah. funnier. They're like cooler. Like, and I, I think about that and that goes 
that goes far reaching beyond pro wrestling. I mean, like, look who, like who's cooler. Just look at an action figure of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. I'm picking that. If, I mean, come on. It's almost like we're teaching kids to be bad because it seems a little cool. You, Darth Maul was the bitchest Sith I've ever seen in my life. Yes. And, and I still had everything Darth Maul. I was like, come on, look at his fucking head, you know? Yeah. So I, I, and I think that wrestling was a lot like that too. Like the bad guys were funnier. They were always like cooler looking. A lot of times they were bigger because you kind of wanted that David Goliath storyline. Yeah. And I... I am just like Vince McMahon. The one thing me and Vince have in common uh, is that I want my wrestler as huge, as tall, as steroided out. Like you, if you looked at all my favorite wrestlers in the history of wrestling, there's a pattern. They're all giants. It's all big guys. That's all I like. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like I, like even in my twenties, I totally bought into uh, John Cena. Yeah, like, strong. I was just like this, yeah, he's this comic book character, like right off the page, and uh, I, yeah, I I totally agree. I was all, all about it. I don't even care if their mic works bad. I'm like Bobby Lashley <laughs> looks cool. Yeah. Braun Strowman's my favorite wrestler of all time until they find a new guy that's nine foot tall. Like I need, I want him to be gigantic <laughs> freaks, and I'm actually kind of mean if they're small, you know? <laughs> like, I'm always like, who's this little guy? Unless it's a, like a luchador. I was going to say, like, even Rey Mysterio or something? No, I love luchadors, and I love Mexican wrestling. I go to Mexico, like, once a month before COVID, and I'd always go watch wrestling, and I just love Mexican culture, and I love the third fly around but if you're a small guy and you're not flying around what are we doing <laughs> what uh, what is happening i don't I, need i was all Daniel about Leo. i was all about kendrick and london because they i mean it was like the two of them together yeah. just flipping around on the off the turnbuckles and through I the ropes and stuff like that, that. i was who all was, about it who was the little guy um i'm blanking on his name right now oh sorry neville i really enjoyed neville because yeah uh, he was strong, but he was also could do the flying thing. So I guess that's my rules. It's like you better be a high flyer if you're undersized, or you better be really strong and big. And, and I've always loved the big fat guys too, because so, that counts as big to me. So like the um, the Vikings, uh, they've changed yes. the name a few times. What's their names? Uh, the War uh, Vikings or something? Oh yeah, like the War Raiders and uh, man. War I'm Raiders. He, yeah, yeah, they've had to change their name a ton of times. They have, yeah. Like but those guys are awesome. I love um, what's the one man gang? Who you know? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't like his Akeem gimmick, but I love right. one man gang. The uh, just, Dream. You know, I'm not sure that's why right now. Oh my god! Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> what the? Like, just out of curiosity, where do you go in Mexico for wrestling, or is it just like every venue? No, it's not everywhere. Just, like also wrestling. You have to go to Mexico City, and it's pretty pretty chippy uh, uh as far as like you know i'd bring you guys for sure and we'd have no problems but i also like the company of like hot chicks and so i feel real weird bringing like these dainty girls into mexico city <laughs> it's more of a let's get tacos and drink beer and watch wrestling night with the guys but in mexico city there's a ton of places and it's so stinking fun and outrageous Man. and i also feel this this might not be true but it's what i may i don't know i feel it might not be real. I feel like they like that there's white guys there. Like they're like, oh, he's embracing like a Mexican thing. Yeah. Like he likes this, and he, I feel like I feel like they think I'm like, hey, good for you. You're you're embracing our. And I, and I don't know if that's real, but I do feel that they're buying me shots, and we're you know it's nice. Fun. 
It's They're nice. at least nice about it. So no, that's that's good. Yeah. You you did a show with uh by the way, speaking of celebrities in wrestling, I was thinking about Donald Trump, but um I mean you, you did a show with like William Shatner who's like done stuff with the WWE yes. and stuff. And uh I I'm, I'm a yeah. huge Star I thought you were gonna nerd. mention Wrestler House. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? I haven't had a chance to to see this yet. So Okay, so I did one episode of Wrestler House. Um, and I I know we could definitely talk about William Shatner, but I want to get this out just no, to bounce on my brain. I did a sh- I did one episode called of a thing called Wrestler House, and what it was was on the WWE Network. They took a bunch of old legends and they made them live in a house in Palm Springs, and they each day had activities for them, and they tried to make like a reality. Oh, Legends of House. Wrestlers. Legends House. Sorry. Yes. Okay. That's what it's called. You're right. And um, I was already friends with Roddy Piper um through um really weird the way i meet all my wrestlers i'll explain later but i was already friends with uh roddy piper and i had already uh been friends with uh the honky tonk man who he wasn't on that show but because i knew him the other guys are like oh we've heard of you that comedian that loves wrestling i'm like yeah all of us every comedian ever fucking loves wrestling (laughs) it's not just ron funches which is so (laughs) annoying to me (laughs) <laughs> people go you like wrestling you're a comedian you like wrestling you know who that other comedian that likes wrestling i'm like yeah all of including yeah. females fucking love comedians love wrestling there's so, like two or three others that oh, live here in town they're all about yes, it it's, there's a huge overlap we get it we've got a great yeah. sense of humor like we're not uh i know i look like a weirdo but I, i'm pretty not vain i always dress like shit but anyways um so i'm on the show and I do this thing, and the what uh, the the director's like, all right, you have to memorize all this uh, copy. It was like a lot of words, I mean, no prompt or no anything. Just like memorize this, and we're shooting in twenty. So I'm kind of panicking. I'm not great at memorizing stuff, and I was trying to figure it out. And I go out there, and while I'm in the middle of my read, they go, "We brought comedian Jeff Die here as our host." I come out and I start to get into my read. Piper just stands up and's like, "Hey, I know that guy." And he's like, "All right, man. Now we got to redo all this, which is annoying." Um, but while we're doing it, uh, we have a great time. It finally comes up great. Everything about it was so fun for me and fantastic. I made friends with all the guys, Mean Gene, all this Jimmy Hart, all these guys. And then, um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because years later, um, Jim Duggan is on a podcast. And I've loved Jim Duggan since I was like six. Yeah. And, he, and they go, oh my gosh, you know that you worked on a show called Legends House. And there's a comedian named Jeff Dye who was on one of the episodes. And he goes, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think there was, I think he was a comedian. It wasn't very funny to me. And I was just like, why did that happen? Why did he take a shot at me for no reason? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's also a baby face. He's didn't appreciate that. But you gotta admit, that's like Jeff the most Dye. gentle roast. It's a just the most gentle, gentle roast. Gentle roast of like, oh, you're not funny. Oh, yeah, but he's okay. like a lovable guy <laughs> who like runs around. I mean, there's a lot to criticize when you're Jim. Right. If I'm going to make fun of a wrestling yeah. gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, come on, man. Why'd you say that? Yeah, it's so it's very weird. But anyways, so if Jim Duggan ever hears this podcast or if we make a clip of this, you broke my heart, man, and I don't need an apology, but come on, let's I, be friends. Let's I'm going to be, be friends, honest with Jim you. Tucker. I feel like it's going to be a goal of mine in life to get you both back on someday. Like, just have you. <laughs> Thank you. That I need that. Yeah, he's my childhood hero. One of them. Right. <laughs> That's messed up. What do you guys think about, uh, like, have you guys been watching WWE or AEW or any of the stuff during quarantine? 
Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's honest to God, man. It's 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 the toughest thing right now. Like even as we were setting this thing up, and Todd was telling me he had had you to to be able to come on. I'm like, God, this is cool, but wrestling right now is so weird, and uh, it's it's just everything's weird. I was actually going to ask you about that in general, just in regards to comedy too, because I'm I'm really curious about that because I feel like you kind of hit on this. Like wrestling and comedy have like a lot of overlapping things. I feel like even as far as the touring and and just a lot of the aspects about it would be road life everything yeah exactly the road life of the whole thing but yeah man um like like we cover you know the the nwa a lot and they're not doing anything because they don't yeah. want like the studio show it's, it's a smaller packed house than like even wwe and AEW are doing but uh to answer your question sorry is that i I don't know how I feel about it. It's it's weird. It's like they finally they went from like having no one in the audience, which I think does not work at all. Like it, it yeah. feels like a comedy show wouldn't work without people laughing. It seems like sure. And uh, it's, yeah. it does, yeah. I don't feel like wrestling works very well without people reacting. And now they've gotten to where they like let wrestlers like other wrestlers in the building stand around and they make noise and stuff which makes it a little better but wrestling lends itself to that like feedback from the crowd i think yeah so it's it's kind of awkward have you have you been watching so i have uh i haven't and i and i started to at the beginning because i watch it every week but I, the beginning of quarantine i was just like what is happening this yeah. is brutal and, and i was just like you know, I feel like as a wrestling fan, you're always defending yourself. It feels like that, at least. I don't know why, why, but you know, being a wrestling fan is like being like a Christian nowadays. You, yeah, you, you have to, you know, you love it, but you don't tell anyone. You know, you don't right. say it. You know, and everyone's like, you know, it's fake, right? And you're like, not to me. All right. <laughs> so, I also feel like since we're always having to defend wrestling, um, it's this is pretty hard to defend the the crowdless wrestling like if you yeah. if your friends over and they're not into wrestling they watch you watching that they're kind of like Ooh. and i'm like i know it's pretty cringy they're also not really like at least in the first few weeks they weren't they were still doing really big kind of theatrical mic work yeah. and acting stuff almost pretending that there was people there it's like they weren't addressing right. it and i just it yeah. felt so yucky that i was like i'm going to take a break from watching and when crowds are back i'll start watching wrestling again yeah, I, I the only the only uh, positive that I can see is that kind of like when uh, some of the mics pick up players on the sidelines NFL games, you like hear some of the yeah. hear some of the talking and hear some of the background. Where that where that comes off is if you catch them signaling the moves yeah then it, it really breaks it really breaks that um, i thought you were gonna lead into it i was like i don't think that's supposed to work for wrestling <laughs> like if you're just hearing the guy, right right yeah not but, even I mean, a headlock and like you're, oh, you're dude, hearing those, you're, i got the shits today man this is the worst <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you're hearing go for like, the finisher we're getting told it's over right you're hearing a lot of the you know you're hearing a lot of those connects yeah. a lot a lot louder okay. so okay. there's that but yeah, without that background, it's just it just doesn't work. And like to see some some of the guys come out and try to do like their big top of the ramp maneuver yeah. or signature thing to no it one. Feels real weird. It's really really awkward. Yep. Yeah, I saw a clip of AEW where uh, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't been following AEW. 
EW yet. But uh, I guess Jake the Snake is managing a guy or is, yeah. is, is you know, something. Because they sent this clip. Like, I have a wrestling thread of a bunch of my friends in this thing. And the clip that was in there was a guy in the back locker room attacking three guys. And I thought that felt good. It kind of felt like uh, the 2000s, like when they did all the things, like kind of in the back areas of these centers or these uh, arenas. And uh, I thought that looked really cool. I was like, oh, this kind of feels nice, but, it, you know, because you don't need a crowd for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think with the last uh, with the last WrestleMania, like a lot of that stuff was pre-taped, and I feel like they were able to take those matches into a more cinematic, right. give it a more cinematic look. Which is kind of cool, but well, I mean... That's, that's literally what they call it now. They I, call them, like, cinematic matches. And it's a weird thing that's happened here recently, if you, if you haven't seen it. Um, it started with, like, an Undertaker match, him and AJ Styles yeah. at WrestleMania, which the first time was, was kind of cool because it was like it was fucking Roadhouse or something. And you're like, okay, yeah. I'll take this. And Undertaker's <laughs> old. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of cool to see him. You know, he's just in an action fight scene. But it's like now they're leaning into it too much. And so it's like every like every other match is like one of these kind of matches. You're like, this is not it. And like you said, in the locker room stuff, it feels like they would also lean into that. Like maybe don't make people come out and stand in the middle of the ring and try to address a crowd that doesn't exist. Like right. that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make no sense. But, but they do it. I don't know. I, I, I don't really like the cinematic uh, matches. And it's funny because I'm a big like horror movie guy as well. I'm like obsessed with horror movies. Um, so you'd think I would like that because, you know, you got the Bray Wyatt uh, fiend uh, character and I'm a big, you know, I really do like AJ Styles and, I, and I, I'm, I'm currently upset with Undertaker, but I, I thought that that could be fun, but it just felt like a, like a movie that had no storyline leading up to the final conflict. It, it was just like, well, what? What are these guys? It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really odd. Why are you upset with Undertaker? Like, a, I, uh, I feel like he's taken advantage of us as wrestling fans with okay. the retirement. I remember like four years ago, he did that retirement where he left his shit in the ring. Right. And literally me and my buddies, it was like so vulnerable. It was me, uh, all my wrestling friends, and then D'Lo Brown was at my place. And, and D'Lo was like, gave like this little speech, like, man, that's one of the best workers in our company i mean this guy's a legend to keep one character that long but and he gave a big and we all were kind of like teary-eyed like man undertaker it's like really but and then like he's you know you know all it takes is a, a month of home with his wife to decide he wants to wrestle again and come out of retirement <laughs> or some saudi prince money that he just can't say no to it's like i'm how many times is this creep going to retire and tease us and make us feel all warm and fuzzy for, you know, I was pissed. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Pick one. Pick one. Right. You can't have 25 just, just last rides. Right. How many last rides? There's one last ride. I mean, to his uh, credit, I mean, you have as many yeah. as Vince will pay you for, which right now I guess he's desperate. We'll just pay whatever. So you just take it. But uh, no, I, I totally get what you mean. It, it sucks as a fan. Um, you mentioned Roddy Piper too. I'm curious about that since we got the movie crossover too that can always work. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan. Now, granted, I don't know him personally or anything like that. So he seems like a wild person. And uh, But yeah, he always he, struck me as like he, he um, could even stand up or something, but like off the cuff. He or was something. doing stand up. He was doing stand-up towards the end 
Um, and I think what's frustrating about stand-up is it's it's hard. Stand-up's really hard. Yeah. People used to go, man, I could never do what you do. And now everybody thinks they can do stand-up. We have, like, re- reality stars doing it. And, like, John Sally, like, Ron Artest was doing it. Like, Gronk. Uh, what's the – Blake Griffin thinks he's a stand-up comic. Right. Uh, Mick <laughs> Foley. I don't need yeah. Mick Foley taking club dates. What are you doing, dude? Like, and don't get me wrong, I love Mick Foley, but come on. <laughs> Well, don't, I, I, I went to a, I went when to they a, let Snooki do WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I went to I went to a Mick Foley show, by the way, because I was like, all right, this is interesting. But it is weird because I felt like obviously it works for him because the majority of the people there are huge wrestling nerds that are probably just like buying up the tickets for that night. Now I don't know how that affects yeah. like other stand-ups at the same time, but it's clearly not a stand-up show. Like it's it's right. He tries to make jokes. You know, sometimes he's funny, but it's just like, it's him right. just telling stories, you know, about the business. Right. And, and you can tell like most of the people there, the servers that are there in the building that night or the host or whatever, just like, what the fuck is this guy even talking about? Like, yeah, well, cause that, and that's what makes it frustrating for me. It's like, what if I, what if I, what if they're like, all right, this Thursday on SmackDown, I don't even know if that's when it's on anymore. This, you know, t- tonight on uh, Raw, we're going to, we're going to have a stand-up comedian come out and tell jokes. And everybody would be like, no, dude, we turned on yeah. wrestling. And I think that's what happens. You go to a stand-up comedy club, and you're like, oh, I heard Mick Foley's a stand-up comic now. And they run the show exactly like he's going to do stand-up. And then they don't. And so what happens is a lot of wrestling fans buy those tickets. And what they go, and they sit through all the thing. And, and they go, okay, I'm going to get to meet him at the meet and greet. He'll draw on a sock for me real quick, and I'll pay the, the money and he'll whatever. And what they leave is they leave going, you know what? I love Mick Foley. And he was so nice to me, and he was so nice to the other people. He told really charming and great wrestling stories, which I love because we love anything behind the curtain for wrestling. But you know what I learned? I learned I hate stand-up comedy. That was a long boring night to get to my meet and greet for my instagram yeah. post yeah. and so what happens is like you didn't have to rent out because that's a weekend a comic could have been working yeah. there yeah so it's it's just kind of like it's not what we do so it's weird that it's in our venues yeah. uh similar to if i was doing stand-up at like a wrestling you know show yeah. you'd be like stop why are you doing that yeah it was really odd yeah because he had an opener and everything too that was and like the the opener was very good and he was funny and it was like and then it goes to Mick Foley and it's like this is not the same thing so I I I have to also do you you think that do you think George W. Bush really knows who Cactus Jack is do you believe that story or not (laughs) I I haven't I haven't heard this story it's like his big, big closer is that he met the president and uh and then after uh, after he meets the president, when he was walking away, George W. Bush said, "Hey, hey, Mick, bang bang," and it's like, no, no way. There's just no way that George W. Bush knows the no. most obscure uh, Mick Foley character. Yeah. Well, it's, okay, that, okay, that, but that if, if you weren't a wrestling fan, a packet that somebody prepared for him. Yeah. If you weren't a wrestling I mean, fan, though, like, is that so much? more far-fetched to you than like if somebody like if you were only you know you were outside of the wrestling bubble and somebody was like dude uh the current president of the united states took a stutter from stone cold steve austin he like competed against <laughs> yeah, this man in a hair versus hair match <laughs> yeah 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 and maybe but, a few no, years is, with trump this, i don't know but <laughs> but this president is is you know he's 
he's done a lot of things no other president has done. You know, like George W. Yeah. Bush was actually a politician. He wasn't yeah. a reality star who lived in New York who pretends to be Republican. Right, right. right. I, was, I was talking with my wife the other day about, like, I, I just driving home was just remembering all the things, all the, like, horrible, horrible things people were saying about GW. I was like, seems tame oh, they now. <laughs> would kill for a GW now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I read I read George uh, W's book and uh, like his autobiography, and I was just and I was doing the same thing. I was just kind of reflecting and going, "Holy shit, he wasn't that bad." Yeah. He's like sweetheart, love baseball, whiskey, dude. I I, uh, I literally was having this thought today for some reason. I know we're not technically a uh, political podcast, but I was like, man, it is something else that we are in a world right now where. It is like you don't know what's gonna happen come November. Like yeah. it was like if anybody uh, from like the past forty years was running right now, they would just like slaughter. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, for some it's reason true. this is a competition yeah. right now. <laughs> well, and it's very weird. I so I used to love Donald Trump. I used to watch um, Celebrity Apprentice, and I thought it was like the best show on television. And for all the reasons I love. Uh, Donald Trump, like I was a fan, a big fan, because uh, he's unpredictable. You know, he would just fire someone in the in the thing. He's like, "Well, she dropped the ball this week. She's not very attractive. She's fired." And you're like, "What? He did he fire a lady because she's ugly? Like that was like amazing. I didn't know you right. could do it. It's just like he's so he's Yo Samity Sam. He was just yeah. like this unhinged, yeah. weird, power hungry celebrity, and I really loved him. But you don't let that guy run the goddamn country, you know? And so it's like all of the reasons I liked him didn't have to do with power. You know, I was just like, right. Dude, this guy will say anything, yeah. but I don't want my president to say anything. We've got to, you know, so it's just a little tricky. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we took that guy from TV yeah. and gave him the button? Right. Like, just let, it, just let him hover his hand above the button. It's exactly like being like, what if we put Kane in charge of, uh, you know, of Canada? And they're like, the, 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 you mean the, the man? No, no, that actual character, you know, come out, he'll do the whole thing, and it'll be, it'll be great. Really spice up Canada a little bit. Pretty sure Kane's the mayor uh, of like yeah. uh, Knoxville. Yeah, you won the mayor. That actually might happen. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw I, that too far. I actually bought, uh, I actually bought that book um, that. Trump's aunt wrote because and, and it's the first political book that I've ever been interested to read. And my wife's just like, why the hell would you buy this? And me as a comic book fan, I'm like, I need to know the origin of this villain. <laughs> that's I, really have, funny. I have to. Yeah. So yeah. That's another thing I really liked growing up was comic books because uh I didn't learn to read till kind of later in life. Mix of mix of um uh, dyslexia, but also just being lazy and kind of rebellious towards school and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but with comic books, I could know what was happening without having to read anything. Oh, yeah. I could just scroll through them. And uh, yeah. I, I, I credit myself as uh, I, the only thing I was ahead of, I'm never ahead of music. Like I'll be like, yeah. you know this new band? They're called the Goo Goo Dolls. And everyone's like, what? Right. Uh, and that was last week. I'm never ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> never ahead of anything. You know, I'm always, I've, but the one thing I was a little ahead of was um, I was reading the Ninja Turtle comic books before it was like a big toy and show. Nice. And so I had all the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but the Eastman and Lard or Eastman yeah. and Laird yeah. like uh, comics. Oh, and man. so I, uh, that was a little ahead of the curve on that. That's one. awesome. Yeah, I just finished watching the documentary about those guys. Anyway, that's yeah. not not wrestling. But um, but yeah, well, I mean, I think I came from the same same place too in that, I feel like the comic book writing 
Because, I mean, I'm a big Batman fan. Batman's been going since 40s. Right. So, uh, you know, like, how do you keep those characters fresh and interesting? And I feel like wrestling takes a little bit of that, only that eventually these guys are going to die. So we have to spin those sure. stories into other things. And I really love the, uh, I really love the narrative of it. And especially with the, um, with the NWA, I feel like a lot of the, feel like a lot of the fluff got torn away. Gary, you can probably back me up on this is that it, it and I had spoke on the show before about this, about, about it having this real indie rock feel. And when you, when you strip all of that away, you're left with the performer performing. Sure. And that's, and you know, you really get to see them shine, uh, not through, you know, video clips and pyrotechnics, but like their skill in the ring and on the mic. Yeah. When wrestling is a lot like Batman, like it's gone through periods of like, there was times when he's just doing all this like really silly stuff and, and was very whimsical and big. And then Frank Miller takes Batman and grounds it in reality. Yeah. And he's like, what if this is just like a really like badass dude, you know, who's rich and lives in Gotham. And then that's kind of like when, you know, anytime something we like because it's real, you know, sure. some people like, the undertaker having magical powers and some people like, you know, a, a, just a regular guy with a regular name who comes to the ring yeah. and, and does his, you know, that kind of that's, stuff. So that's, it's that's what it says on his driver's license. Like, like yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, that's his real name. Which, yeah, that would never have been a thing in the nineties. Like Vince would no. have never just let you come out as freaking <laughs> Zack Ryder. That's not a thing. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of it changed with like, uh, are, are you an MMA guy? at all like do you like uh ufc no not at all actually that's what i've tried to get into it because i've become friends with a lot of like bellator fighters and uh there's been girls i dated even uh rebecca um uh, becky lynch she loves ufc and so i i tried to get into it for that but it just seems so primal like, yeah. i mean like you watch a dude just crack a guy in the face yeah. like real and maybe it's because i'm so used to like wrestling or whatever i'm like oh jesus like i'm always just watching right. going, ah Oh God! Right. And then my friends will send me clips like, "Look, he broke his leg in half. <laughs> Look at the Silva fight. His, his leg breaks clean off of the shin." Oh and I'm like, "God, <laughs> yeah, exactly." And I'm going, "Jesus, what are you, what's wrong with you guys?" Yeah, but I, I've tried to get into it. I want the fight with just seems extreme. I wanted it without the consequences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so let me ask you this because I, I will be just doing some of our audience a disservice if I don't ask this. And they're open to all wrestling, really, generally. But um, ha have you seen the new NWA stuff with like Billy Corgan buying the NWA and and the stuff? Any of I it? I have not. Okay, so you got to check it out. It's on YouTube. It's free. Like you can just watch it. There's like 21 okay. episodes right now, um, but they're on a hiatus uh because of what's going on but I, I think you'd really dig it because it takes you back to like that that early style of wrestling and they they more go for the big fight feel like uh hbo boxing or something like they're just trying to build up like a match okay. between two guys that just talk shit at each other constantly and uh but it's good yeah. it's in a studio and it's it's like the smaller audience and the audience has a huge part of it so the audience is like really engaged and everything and i'm not going to make this a commercial where do they it. record uh, it's in Atlanta uh, at Georgia Public okay. Broadcasting. Like they they re record cool. in their studio. It's like uh, right down the road from where like Flair and Dusty used to be, like back in the day, like wow. in, in the eighties and everything. So, because uh, so it's, it's doesn't uh, doesn't the, the studio doesn't the studio only hold like 
two hundred or something? Uh, it's like I, I think it's like five hundred maybe, and uh, oh, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's uh, may, maybe a little less yeah, than that. Small but crowd. It's a small yeah. crowd, but they're super into it. So I'd like I, I always tell people I, I compare it to ECW a lot, like not in that it's not as violent as ECW could get at times, but um, sure. just how passionate the crowd gets into everything and uh, uh, uh so it's i'll definitely watch it i mean i've heard for growing up in seattle and liking wrestling and being like a tall guy people are always like um he, you know you'd like is a uh, billy corgan if you ever met that guy you guys would fucking hit it off and i was like really and they're like yeah he's always talking about like wrestling and like he's you know grunge music and, and it's, it's just i've heard that probably a hundred times from people who have met billy corgan in seattle uh so yeah i I definitely want to check it out if it's if it's that good. I feel like it's got um, I don't know. The NWA's been around for a long time though, right? Well, they're like the they wrestling the company. Yeah, yeah. So like technically, yeah. I mean, you could depending on who you ask, they go all the way back to at least 1948. Like, I mean, they were around. Right. Like the guys yeah. you hear about, like Luthez and that sort of thing. But like uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Harley Race, like all of these legendary wrestlers. Like that was the the company they were working for it was like a right it was almost like a mob it's a pretty fun story but anyway long story short they you know everything now spun out of them it was like the territory started breaking off like they used to be like the, right the group of guys would get together and decide who the champion was and it would be like rick flair and he would tour the country and everybody had a territory and he'd stop by your territory yeah, i think and, i've heard a lot about this yeah like in all the every dark side of the ring and all that kind of yeah stuff. Oh, exactly yeah. exactly and so then like wwf was like part of that then they kind of broke off on their own and and that sort of thing but anyway uh you, you made me think about them just like with some of the stuff you've been talking about the things that you like and uh even uh their champion right now nick aldis is uh really cool but uh he just came out with a new figure that just launched it's like by this independent british company he signed on with and it is Ooh. literally here I'll, I'll show you real quick actually i, I pulled it up because i wanted to show you this because i thought you might appreciate it Hell yeah um it is so this is his new action figure that came out so oh, it is no, like that's hilarious Sim very similar to hasbro yeah yeah, yeah. it's exactly yeah. like set up just like that old hasbro figures and and that sort of thing so uh i thought that was kind of cool i thought i thought you might dig that that is but... awesome i and love so, that. They, I, I mean that's that's how vince has made tons of his money is the merch game yeah. i mean that's how you do it anyway yeah yeah, yeah. just like star, just like star wars <laughs> yeah exactly so, so yeah. what's it been like for you There's... like with stand-up are you able to go and uh, i mean I, I was looking at your site and stuff i don't see like many dates or anything but uh i think oh, you were man. you were just on like theo vaughn's show recently so and you've done something but like I uh, did Theo Vaughn's show because me and Brad Williams were the first comics to go out and start doing shows. Uh, so right. we were the first, we took offers from clubs and said yes. And, uh, and we went and it, you know, I live alone. I have a dog, but I live alone. So there, the risk factor for me was pretty low. And also I'm a pretty fit guy for, you know, mid thirties. So if I get COVID, you know, I'm, probably gonna be all right this kind of was my thing and also right. i've been sitting at home long so long that i'm like dude i gotta make money and i need attention and i need comedy and i just i'm gonna go out and see what it's like i went to utah it was so fun the shows were fantastic i packed them out i mean they they did all the safe things they sanitized the mics in between each comic 
uh, actually technically we had our own microphones and then they sanitized them between shows. And then we, uh, the people, nobody was a bigger party than four and they were all, the tables were six feet separated from everyone. So they took precautions and people had to wear masks, you know? Um, so it was so fun that I took a date the next weekend in San Antonio, Texas. And then because that was so fun, I took a date in Arizona, um, in Phoenix, Arizona. And then I came home and I took a date in Oklahoma City, but I didn't get to go to Oklahoma City because I tested positive for COVID-19. What? Oh, man. <laughs> nice. Oh, I, mean, I know. Nice. It was so like... like let's, let's celebrate. I, well, no, it is nice because that's exactly what should happen to a stupid idiot who thinks like, ah, the world's fine. It's, this is exactly what should happen. If you are the jackass who thinks you can't get it and you start getting riskier and riskier and I got it, you know? And so I'm taping a show on Fox um, in the next, like next week. I'm not sure the exact dates, but because of that, Fox had to send someone to my house uh, to give me a COVID test. I've never been more nervous in my life. It was yesterday, like in my kitchen. And I was just sitting there with the doctor going, Oh God. Cause I mean, that's gonna be a lot of money. Yeah, I don't right. get if I test positive and I don't get to do what I've been sitting at home wanting to do, like go back to work and make shows yeah. and stuff. And, uh, luckily I tested negative and I was so happy. I was like, I want to just hug you right now. And she was like, she's like, why, why are you so shy? I was like, I had it. I had it a month and a half ago and I didn't, you know, so, Anyways, it's been very stressful. I've been doing a lot of like Zoom shows um, where we do stand up over Zoom and it's not as good, but uh, it's money and it's, and it's good to connect with people. And I've all been writing so much that I want to get it out. So. Yeah, I've seen, uh, it's been the same thing. It's been the same thing here and a bunch of my uh, comedy friends, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, they're all, they're all trying to do the Zoom thing. And it's, it, it, it's not the same, yeah. but you know, you, you take shows where you can get yeah, them. Yeah, and also, like, you know, how, however you can there's get been them. certain shows that have been popping up where you can, like, go and, uh, you know, it's, you know, if they're crappy and they don't pay and it's just whatever. But, you know, when you take something away from someone, like, we will, we're willing to do it. We're whores. You know, we, every comic did it for free for years. So it's like, it's not lost on us to go do it for free again. We're like, yeah, I just need to get, you know, so it, it, it doesn't feel as selfish because we've all been locked up for six months. Yeah. And if you're just safe and you wear your mask and you, you know, don't get carried away. That's, that's just what the way I've been thinking about it. And so well, um, it's, what I've been doing. Yeah, it's interesting. I talked with a, a friend of mine who's sort of been hosting a lot of zoom shows and her big thing was look, you know, cause comedians uh, structure their material very particular way for it to hit the ear a particular way to elicit a laugh sure. from a crowd but she said all you have to really do is make it more conversational right and because because you're only in a zoom room with you know three four maybe five other people that's kind of how you have to gear it have you found that it's and you know talking about wrestling having to change for covid have you had to structure your stuff differently for zoom Shows. Yeah, and I also do a lot of things I'm not proud of. You know, I learned like little stupid tricks that work for Zoom shows that wouldn't work, you know, in a comedy club. Pants that, come that, off, you know, like I'm like sitting through. there. It's just weird. Stuff. Well, like silly stuff that like if <laughs> like if if any other comics 
knew I was doing on the Zoom show, they'd be like, this freaking whore. You know? <laughs> like, like every Zoom show, when my dog walks in the room, I always pick up my dog and show him, and everyone goes, oh. You know, it's like such a right. – I can't do that at a comedy club. And even if I did do it at a comedy club, it's like there's, there's not a joke there. It's just my yeah. dog. Like, you know, it's just so, – but, um, you know, I, th- I like to think that I'm an optimist, so I just like to think that this is all temporary. And someday we'll be telling, you know, having drinks and being like, dude, in 2020, I did all these stupid shows setting up, like, my kitchen to look like a comedy club. It's, you know, it's whatever. Oh, oh you think doing comedy now is hard? Yeah. I did it during COVID, yeah, exactly. baby. Exactly. And actually, make, <laughs> I made some pretty good money doing it, which is actually interesting is these corporate, that might become a new thing or something for corporate events. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of worth it. Did you, did you, like, when you said you got COVID, I mean, you seemed like you were yeah. kind of passive about it. Did it, did it hit you at all, like, in any funky way? Were you, like, actually sick, or did it kind of just take it easy? Yeah, on I had a fever. I had a fever of 100.5, and then I was like, oh, no, like, this is not good. Ooh. I mean, I was just a little, a little discomfort, but when you're sick during all this, you think, oh, no, is it? I think it is, you know. Right. So I uh, I had my manager set up an appointment, and I was supposed to fly to Oklahoma City like two days later or the day the next day, and uh, I, you know, I was just sitting there thinking it's probably fine. But the way she brought the results to me, I was like, oh, I got it for sure. Because like she's like this cute young girl, and she's like bringing everyone. She's like, uh, you know, Randy Santos, and the guy got a paper, and that was it. You know, like that was his results. And then she's like, uh, Samantha Anderson. She hands her a paper. She brought mine out like there was like a living hamster in it or something. She like folded it up and she was like, Jeff Die. I was like, Yeah. And she's like, She had it with like two hands, like kind of hold it over like a burrito or something. I was like, What? She's I, was like, inter- I was like, Oh, I interesting last name you have. <laughs> yeah. it was so oh, no. bad and so then i opened it and i go ah and i go i like followed her back in i was like well what do i do you know and then she's like you know stay home don't talk to or don't see anyone um so the only bad part of having covid for me was that it was scary it, it wasn't bad though it's just weird to have test positive for anything that the entire world is talking about yeah, I mean, right. it, it's obviously so serious. Yeah. They've canceled sports and concerts. And I mean, it's obviously a serious thing. People are talking about it every day. It's the number one trending thing on Twitter for the last five months. And, and then now they've told me I have it. So that, the, that was the bad part was the fear. But other than that, I just stayed at my house. I stayed in bed. I ate really healthy. I didn't drink, didn't smoke cigars. And, uh, and then I tested negative for it like two and a half weeks after my symptoms. So I was, you know, pretty easy for me. I'm pretty lucky, but also that's a nice lesson for everyone, you know? Right. Yeah. I appreciate that you turned it around and, and turned it into a lesson. And it's, it's so weird. Like just, you know, once you're, once you're separated from it for so long, you forget like that it is actually a thing and it is serious. I was, uh, like I was actually able to be on a Zoom chat not too long ago with uh, Billy Corgan and he was talking about like, just, oh, nice. like how he was like, it, it, you know, he was like, I'm able to do this right now because, uh, you know, I had two jobs and now I have zero jobs. And so I have yeah. to take this seriously. He's like a random wrestling promotion. COVID for him. He's like, is <laughs> yeah. COVID for him. He's like, man, it's been weird being locked up in this mansion, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, exactly. Yeah. Do I'm you sure know how many... Rough. My house clean. My house cleaners can't come. I had 
to clean my own pool yesterday. <laughs> I, uh, do you know how hard it is to clean a house with 20 rooms? I mean, you know what's you funny about him right? is despite all of that, I really, I don't know, maybe it's just for show, the room he was in and everything. Like your room right now behind you seems like so much more aesthetically appealing than the room he was in he was like in like a little white really? room with like a window behind him you know it was just like <laughs> he's still believe... grunge yeah know? i was about to say yeah. i still feel like he's yeah. really grunge like in some chicago he's, suburb he's, like, he's a, actually a he's house. actually still sleeping on like he's actually still sleeping on like beach towels yeah, and, just in an air mattress stack of beach towels in an air mattress. He has expensive bark, but he's hung it from like thumbtacks like in the corners, you know? You're like, what, why? Oh man, I don't want to keep you forever, Jeff, but I do, I can't let you go without asking this again, because uh, uh, I, I, my mom and I, we, we talked about that like growing up, but she got me oh, into yeah. Star Trek for forever. So I was a huge Captain Kirk fan, a huge William Shatner fan. I saw yeah. and he, he wraps up into wrestling and everything else. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of these guys, though, that I've seen him on Twitter. I, I follow him on Twitter, and sometimes I just don't know yeah. what to think about this guy, like what he's like in person. So yeah. I was just hoping you could shed some light. He seems like he suffers no fool. Like he just has – it's like no nonsense yeah. all the time. Like is, is that he, how it Well, one thing you got to understand, he's 89 years old. He might have already turned 90 by now. I mean, that's – I know he seems spry and he's cool and he's smart and he's with it and he's sharp and he's witty, but you're 89. I mean, that's old, right? That's pretty old. So one thing I'll tell you is 89-year-olds uh, don't matter. <laughs> William Shatner has yeah. a, a guy that uh, – this, this gay guy named Paul who t- tweets for him and thinks that because it's William Shatner's uh, verified Twitter account – that like now he's canoodling with all these stars, you know, like, yeah, like even Seth Rogen. Oh my God. Captain Kirk just tweeted at me. And then, and so, and since he's got this uh, stereotypical kind of like gay snark to him, he's kind of mean on Twitter. You know, oh. that's the reason I'm blocked from William Shatner's Twitter. I get along great with the real William Shatner. <laughs> the guy who runs William Shatner's Twitter is, is in such a fissy about me, you know, cause like one time I actually, he was like uh, needling me, you know? And, and this is when I thought it was, oh no, no. This is when I recently figured out that the William Shatner Twitter isn't the real William yeah. Shatner. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was, even when we were on I, the show. I didn't and know everything. that. So this I is news. It, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. It's verified. It says verified. So I, uh, I had just found that out. And so I, now it's not as fun when, when Twitter bill tweet like pokes at me. I didn't enjoy it as much knowing that it's just a guy that I barely know. So I was like, uh, all these other people started piling on and making fun of me too, because Shatner one day. And I was like, guys, guys, who's the real clown here? You all think 80. And I think he was like 87 at the time. So I was like, you think you all think 87 year old Bill Shatner's tweeting this. No, it's some dude named Paul who has it. And, and he freaked out that I shared that information. Oh, wow. And he blocked me and he, he called NBC and he's like, we're having a problem with this Jeff guy. He's got a real problem that he's not famous. And he freaked out. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not jealous of William Shatter. William Shatter is a icon, a legend, a phenomenal actor. I, we bumped heads a little bit because I'm a cocky, you know, 30 year old on the same show as him. And we're both kind of alpha guys. So there's going to be those that, but, but at the end of the day, I love William Shatner and I love being around him. 
And, and I know he likes me a lot and we had a really good time together. But if you just look at our Twitter conversations, you'd be like, dude, these guys hate each other for sure. Um, but he's, he's great. He's a very smart guy. He, uh, he would do a lot of things that we thought was funny because we picked on him on the show. If you watch the show, we like teased him all the time <laughs> because he just doesn't know how to like let loose. Right. Well, I saw he got he into like, like he's, a, he's, a, he's always, he's always, re- he's like, he's always ready to go yes. on. Just, yeah, it's yeah. very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not what you'd expect. Because like me and Terry Bradshaw, we just want to, we just want to have a beer and have some laughs. Me and Terry are very, we're very approachable. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I've seen you do a bunch of stuff with Terry Bradshaw. Like, yeah, like we seems, we see each other like all cool the time. Guy. He's the yeah. best. But me and Terry are very similar guys, just of a different age. Where we want everyone to be our friend, and we want to talk to everyone, and. We, we know we have blessed lives, but we're happy to share it with whoever. And we just want to be, and if we annoy you, I know we're both very annoying. You just push <laughs> us away and we'll go talk to someone else. We're, we're like dogs, you know? Right. And William Shatner is very much not like that. William Shatner has a small circle, nobody in, nobody out. Um, and he, he values like learning and things, you know, these kind of like sophisticated things. Right. And that's the, that's actually, uh, this is one thing I don't like about William Shatner is he's very contrarian. And I, and I don't like that in young people, and I don't like it in celebrities either. But, like, if I'm enjoying something in Japan, you know, that's silly, he'll be like, oh, you ugly American. Don't you realize this culture is beautiful and it's supposed to be, you know, and I'm just sitting there going, oh, I'm having a good time with these Japanese people. And then, the, uh, then, like, a day later, I could say something that's very sophisticated about Japan or something, and, and then Bill would be like, Oh, come on, man. Enjoy yourself. And it's like, what? What? Like, it's, he just is contrary to whatever, right. you know, which is annoying. <laughs> Other than that, I love the guy to death. That makes sense. All right, Jeff, uh, we will keep you forever, man. I, you, you've been so generous with your time, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for having me. I love and I'd, I'm inviting myself, but uh, I think the offer was somewhere out there in the ether. I'd love to do your, um, the movie podcast. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, brother. Like, uh, absolutely. We we can talk. Uh, I, I shot you in a, a a DM, I think, or something. We'll we'll, we'll hook up. Like, let's let's figure it out. And uh, okay, if you got a particular that. movie or something you're into, yeah, that's uh, whatever. We could. I mean, we could talk about movies in general if you want to. But yeah, whatever. I I'm, got to one of my favorite. This is uh, one of my favorite wrestling uh, moments for me personally is uh, me and Becky went to Hollywood Horror Night. I go to Hollywood Horror Night every year, sometimes like nice. eight times in the same year. I love, <laughs> I have a whole system for it. I get a bunch of my friends, um, well, a bunch, like five or six of my friends. We go to a scary movie. We just have some drinks. We go to a scary movie, so we're already rattled. Whatever scary <laughs> movies in the theater in October, we'll go see that. So now we're a little scared, and now it's become dark, and we walk from City Walk at Universal after we've seen a scary movie right into the park for Hollywood Horror Nights. And it's oh. the best. And we oh. always get the front of the line passes because I work at NBC. And so we'll, we'll get to do all the things first. No lines. It's just so, so, so fun. Well, when I was dating Becky, I said, you know, hey, this is something I do. I don't know if you like this kind of stuff. And, and she's such a good sport. She's like, oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. So we do it. But then she's texting and she's like, you know who's here is uh, – and I, I – I forget his real name, but she was like, uh, which is another annoying thing. She'd always be like, oh, you know Mark? I was like, no. She's like, Undertaker? I was like, it's just say Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> but she, she would text me. She texts me. She goes, you know who's here? And I said, who? And she goes, uh, and so we met up with Bray Wyatt. We got beers at like the Simpsons bar. 
And then he hung out with us for the rest of his night. So I got to go to like my favorite Halloween thing with one of my favorite wrestlers, who's kind of the Halloween wrestler. In yeah, a way. exactly. Like Bray White yeah. is like the Halloween yeah. guy. And it was so fun. And he was so cool. And just listening to him tell stories and like everything about it was just a really phenomenal night. Oh, no, but, you're going to uh, fit yeah, in with perfectly with, with that. No, that's that's 100%. I did. I, I, I wanted to go last year. I went the year before last uh, Halloween Horror Nights. And it was the first time I'd ever been. And the biggest mistake I've ever made was not just paying for whatever the price is to just know, move along too in long. the line. Because you're, you're literally lines. in those lines for like, you could be in there for like three hours, like waiting for when one. the difference is like, is like $90 for like a regular one. And then like 150 for a way better experience. And I know that that leap seems like a lot, but that leap it's from $90 to 150 is a whole different yeah. day. It's like saying like, Hey, do you want to watch football on TV? Or do you want to play in the super bowl i mean that's how big the leap is <laughs> yeah, it's right. it's a, so much more enjoyable uh people kept coming up to him too and being like hey are you bray wyatt like getting photos with him which of course it's bray wyatt i mean come <laughs> on like the dreadlocks and the tattoos look. Right. um he's wearing you're, his own you're, shirt. you're either you're either bray wyatt or you might be my accountant yeah no i just look exactly <laughs> like him and i'm wearing a fiend shirt but um <laughs> But one guy came up to him and I was like, you know, I was drunk and I'm always trying to, you know, get attention and make people laugh. And so I'm pretty silly all the time. And so this one guy comes up to him and uh, he gets a photo with Bray, like a selfie with his iPhone. And, and I'm walking up to him while it's happening. Cause I was doing whatever over there. I come up to him and I go, oh God, does that guy think you're Bray Wyatt too? And the, and the kid goes, fuck. And he just like walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. Amazing, because Bray Wyatt felt like guilty about it. He's like, dude, that kid's gonna like delete the photo and think like I was lying. I was like, nah, it's probably fine. <laughs> oh, that's It'll great. Be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be oh, fine. absolutely, man. My, my dad, my dad, uh, and this does, but talking about normal people meeting the famous people in wrestling. My father used to work at a, a local motor inn here in Greenville. And uh, I mean, Greenville is one of the places like it was in that original line of the, the wrestling tours. Right. Like you always hit Greenville. Um, he used to work at what was called the Sheridan Motor Inn. And he always used to tell this story about the weirdos he would see working at the Sheridan Motor Inn. And one night uh, he would tell the story. Well, I mean, one night saw this real loud mouth guy and he came in with a big guy who was wearing a dress and the whole thing. And I'm like, Oh, that's really weird. That's a really weird story, Dad. So flash forward a couple of years, and I'm searching for uh, like vintage wrestling posters of events that took place here in Greenville, a couple of the headliners and everything. And I see a couple faces, and I, my dad was in the living room. I go, to, go out to my dad. I said, Dad, so that loudmouth guy that you always talk about, and he goes, yeah. He goes, what, did he have bleach blonde hair? He goes, yeah. And I said, the guy in a dress. Was it a kilt? He's like, yeah, maybe. I was like, Dad, that was Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy. That's amazing. Like, and my father just, my Vietnam veteran Baptist preacher father went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. 
Yeah. That's so Greenville. Oh, <laughs> two of the coolest wrestlers ever. But because one was in a kilt and one was a loudmouth who probably, yeah. you know, was probably a little drunk. Yeah. He's like, I don't mess with all that gay shit. Exactly. Like, what? I'm just saying. <laughs> two of my heroes, Dad. <laughs> no, that's that's a hundred percent how it is around here. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, like man, you you've been awesome. It's been so cool talking to you, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're friends now. You're stuck. Oh, no, I appreciate it. No, I 100% was going to say, uh, well, since you invited yourself to the uh, movie podcast, I'm going to make sure to shoot you a link to the NWA YouTube. Yeah, if do. you watch that shit and maybe we can talk about it after yeah. you get a chance to take I'm it. I'm excited. To, yeah, and I, uh, I, I'm looking for some wrestling to watch, so that'll be a good like little binge thing on YouTube, too, because uh, – I'm running out of stuff to, you know, all those dark side of the rings. I flew through those things. I mean, it was it was gross how fast I watched all those. I'll tell you another thing about them, too, real quick. It's just that you'll never meet another group of people that are working really hard to make something cool that people enjoy. I've experienced this just from, like, starting out from scratch, like a little podcast and trying to find a, a niche. These guys, like everybody at the NWA, has like come on the show and like just been so super supportive. And like even like I said, Billy nice. Corgan, just uh, they just want to make like a fun show. They they'd appreciate somebody like you also checking it out a hundred percent. Oh hell yeah, I'm excited. I'm invest in it or try to come watch some whenever I can. Yeah. Um, tell people like what you got going on or anything you want to plug. Uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Like just to make sure that we get that. Uh, yeah, just. All the social medias is just at Jeff Dye. Um, I'm really not doing much right now. I think, you know, I'm just doing uh, my social media stuff. I've got a show coming out on Fox. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out now, but it's just another one of these singing shows, which I make fun of in my act anyways. But it's, it's a fun one and it's silly. Uh, I've also got a podcast. A set, I have a podcast called Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast. Um, and then I have a second podcast coming out where me and Russell Wilson, uh, the football player, uh, nice. will be having uh, a big podcast. Uh, it's called Danger Talk, and it'll just be me and Russell Wilson. But our first guest, I think, is Tom Brady. So, it's, I mean, it's going to be way bigger than my friendship podcast, I'll tell you that. Uh, but that'll be cool. And then, yeah, oh, this is my newest little thing. It's so stupid. I don't even know why I'm promoting it, but – I've been making masks at my house, and I'm not selling them. They're not for anyone else. They're just this for is, Jeff. But oh, they're, this is not creepy. they're all Mortal Kombat. They're all Mortal Kombat. No, I was going to bring up earlier masks. how, like, Bray Wyatt, like, commented, like, how happy he was about your yeah. uh, him giving his finisher to Cyrax or something the other yeah. day. Well, yeah, because I love action figures. I'm obsessed with Mortal Kombat. I love wrestling. And so, like, you know how some people are obsessed with Star Wars? Uh, yeah. like the ones that like know each thing about it and can yeah. be an elitist. Like yeah. I'm like that about Mortal Kombat. I know everything about it from the, I can tell you every character, all their stories, all the little twists and turns. Um, and I think so I just I decided what movies masks. we should talk about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those, I mean, they've been trash too. Uh, but the, um, so I was like, if we have to wear masks, I'm going to go full Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So I've just been making them at my house, and my commitment to making these masks look good is is, is great. Most of them are 3D printed, so they seem professional. But the um, I did uh, two different scorpions. I'm doing one a day, so I've already done two different scorpions. I did smoke. I did a noob cybot today. Um, tomorrow I think it's going to be reptile, and then I've got a cabal mask. So I've just each day I've been doing a different one, and then I wanted to slow. I'm hoping someone on Reddit will be like, 
This psychopath wore a different Mortal Kombat mask in public every single day of COVID. So that's kind of the end goal for it. But check it out. I love Mortal Kombat. It's fun. So browse yeah. it. That's nice. awesome, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, brother, thank you again for doing this. And uh, this, thank you. you know, we'll, we'll do the plugs after uh, we don't hold you up anymore for the rest of this stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I look forward to talking to you again, man. It was a, it was a blast. Like Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. All right. No problem. Jeff die, everybody. All right. See you, dudes. <laughs>